Greetings in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We can make that proclamation because, amen, of the God we serve, amen, how wonderful he is. Today, I want to address you from a subject, do you know him and do you trust him? The book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, verses 10 through 13, King James text. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And beside me, there is no savior. I have declared and I have saved and I have shown when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Yea, before the earth was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work and who shall let it? Father, we thank you for your word. Now let that word come forth, Lord. I'm only the vessel. Use me to your praise and to your glory. I love your people, Lord. Yes. Let nothing come out of my mouth that would injure them. But let the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, let it be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, in Jesus' name, amen. I am just amazed at the references of how the Lord know us and how much he cares for us. Such references as is found in the book of Luke chapter 12, verse number seven. But when he said the very hairs of your head are numbered, Tell us not to fear. And then he tells us that we are of more value than many of sparrows. And in the book of Psalms, chapter 56, verse number 8 through 11, he tells us that our tears are put in a bottle. Now, I know there's a lot of mothers out there that love your kids, but I guarantee you, you can't find a bottle yet with their tears in it. But God is so detailed that even the very tears, God has put them in a bottle. Verse 10 said, and God will I praise his word. In the Lord will I praise his word. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. The Lord wants more than anything else for us to know him. The human mind cannot really comprehend the magnitude of the greatness of God. This is why the apostle Paul in the book of Ephesians chapter number one and 16, he said, amen. He talks about God praying for that wisdom that we may know him. He said, I cease not to give thanks for you 
making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. You cannot receive this on a natural level. God have to get inside of you to reveal himself as to who he is. Then verse number 18 say, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. I don't know whether or not you've just been reading the Bible. Sometimes there are scriptures you've read over and over again, but it seems suddenly God, like the light that Paul saw on his way to Damascus, illuminates and you're able to say, Lord, I thank you. I've been looking at it all this time, but now you have revealed it unto me. Now, isn't that exciting? Amen. So we see the phrases, I am he and I am God, signifying that only Yahweh, the God of Israel, is God. He is also the all-powerful redeemer who have already shown his ability to his people. Yahweh, as the God of his people, have revealed himself by words as well as deeds, so that all might know that he is the only God. There is no greater knowledge than the knowledge of knowing the Lord. I don't care what your studies may be. Amen. You can't just Google God. You've got to know him and only he can introduce himself to you. We oft time want to know his provision, his healing, his defense, and all of those good things. All of these things are about him, but he is more than that. In the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32, he said, but they, the people that do know their God, shall be strong and do exploit. Paul, uh, it was Abraham that we see reference in the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 21. He said, and being fully persuaded, Amen. Something happened that caused Abraham to be fully, not partially, but fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to perform. It was the apostle Paul, amen, that says, for the which cause I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. See, there's going to be some suffering in getting to know him. (laughs) Lord have mercy for I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed to him against that day amen this promotion this introduction is from God it was Moses that when the Lord told him to go before Pharaoh and the children of Israel Uh, that he asked the Lord, who shall I say have sent me? See, Moses had done a lot of things, raised in Pharaoh's palace, but there was some stuff he still didn't know. But we see in the book of Exodus chapter three, verse 14, where the Lord spoke and God said to Moses, I am 
that I am. In the Hebrews, a yea, a shay, a yea. And he said, thus shall thou say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Amen. So God knows how. He said, how, how can I describe myself? <laughs> I, I just cause to be. I am God. My God, my God. And I want to know, do you know him? Amen. It was he that sought out our relationship. It wasn't because we wanted him. He was the one that sought out our relationship that we could know him. Romans 5, 7 said, for scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet preadventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. Oh my God, but this verse, this thrilled my very soul. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. I can never, I, I can now hear you asking, well, if Christ loved me so much, why am I going through so much? There is a saying, you don't know who your friends are unless you've gone through some trouble together. Yes. I heard him say in the book of Romans chapter 5 and verse 1 through 5, he said, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we also have access by faith unto this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but look what he said, we glory in tribulation. Hallelujah. If there is no trouble, you'll never know him. There is something in us that want to be a God because we are created in his image. But every now and then he have to scare us to know that there's only one God and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. But he said, knowing this, that tribulation worketh patient, and patient experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost that is given unto us. When we have gone through enough, we realize you can't explain God all his action no. tell you to do some some strange things at odd times. I remind of a scripture there in the book of Matthew, chapter fifteen. The message translation talks about Jesus, and it says, "And Jesus uh, wasn't finished with them." He's talking about the multitude that he fed. He called the disciples and said. I hurt for this people. Now, ain't that something? I hurt for this people. Three days now, they have been with me, and now they have nothing to eat. I can't send them away without a meal. They'll probably collapse on the road. His disciples say, but where in the desert place, are we going to dig up enough food for a meal? Jesus asked, how much bread do you have? 
They said seven loaves, they said, plus a few fish. And then look what Jesus said. <laughs> 4,000 people, he said, and this Jesus directed the people to sit down. <laughs> sit down. Not in Market Square, but there in the wilderness, sit down. I told you, he'd tell you to do some strange things at some strange time. Look what he did in verse 36. He took the seven loaves and the five fish. After giving thanks, he divided it up and gave it to the people. But I like the fact, and some of us, we don't got to the place now, we don't even say our grace over our food. <laughs> but he said he blessed it first. Everyone ate. They had all they wanted. He took up a large basket, seven full baskets of leftovers. Over 4,000 people that had eaten. And you start thinking about it. Even if they had found a store, oh my God. how many wagons would it have taken <laughs> to bring that food out there. We have problems because we are trying to figure out how is God going to do it? But he just calls to be, mm, my God. He don't have to put no steps, he just, and he calls to be. Psalms 33 and nine, King James text said, but he spake. It was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Even when we have words from the Lord that he is going to bless us, we are trying to figure out how. But we see, amen, Job said in Job 9.10, which does great things, pass finding out, yay, and wonders without numbers. You see, God said, tell you to do things. And the first thing we think about is our ability. God knew who you were and what you lacked when he called you. He just trying to get you to the place to say yes to him. Got to trust him when you can't trace him. If you're not fully persuaded that what he said he would perform, then you are, you really don't know him. Numbers says God is not a man that he should lie, nor is he the son of man that he should repent. Have he said, and will he not do it? Or have he spoken, and shall he not make it good? Job thought he knew them. And he, Job had a testimony from the Lord. Told, God told Satan, say, have you considered my servant Job a perfect and an upright man who feared God? And yet there was something about Job that still didn't really know him. Tribulation, work and patience, patient experience. And look what God did. God carried Job through some tribulation that was, it looked like unhuman. 
But he said, uh, Job 23 and 8 says, Behold, I go forward and to the east, but he is not there. I go backwards and to the west, but I can't receive him. On the left and to the north where he works, I thought I had a fix on God. I seek him, but I can't behold him. He turns himself to the right. But look what he says in verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. Yes. He has concern for it, appreciates and pays attention to it. When he have tried me, I shall come forth as refined, pure illumination. Mm. Mm. Isn't that something? Then he turns around in verse number 13, I like this, but he is unchangeable. Who can turn him? And what he wants to do, that he does. You don't twist God's arm. He's going to do what he wants to do because he is God. He turns around and he leads us without a time or a destination. I think about Abraham, who is called the father of the faithful. Can you imagine God telling him? And I'm talking about, do you know him? And what God does is take us on a trip. And on that trip, he introduced us to him, who he is. And God has said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Now, do that make sense? And I will make of thee a great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee. And thou shalt all families and these shall all families of the earth be blessed. Amen. And then we see there was Moses. God sent Moses. I'm talking about knowing God and the things he'll ask you to do to really get to know him. The Lord sent Moses unto the wilderness with a million people. No food, no water, no shoe factories, no clothing stores. He sent them in the wilderness with Moses. And Moses got a little discouraged there one time. He said, Lord, I didn't born all of these people. Why are you giving all these people to me? See, God wasn't dependent upon Moses to be the resource. He knew he was the resource. He does cause to be. And then we see in the book of Psalms, 
78, 8 through 18 to 20. And they tempted God in their heart by asking meals for their lust. Yea, they spoke against God. They said, can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Behold, he smote the rock and waters gushed out and the streams overflowed. Can he give bread also? Can he provide flesh for the people? These are the people that's on Moses' back. And all Moses was doing was doing God's bidding. And then Nehemiah talked about that occasion. He said in the book of Nehemiah 9, 21, yea, 40 years thou sustained them in the wilderness. Not a day, 40 years. He sustained them in the wilderness. Can you mean a million people? Someone's got four in our families. We have a hard time keeping up, but here it is, a million people. No Walmarts, no Targets, no food lions. And these people want food. And he said that they lacked nothing. Their clothes Wax not old, and their feet swell not. Sometimes hardship is what God has ordained for our people. Let me say to our black brothers and sisters, we are doing some demonstration now. May I say to our black brothers and sisters, we used to know him, but we have traded God for luxuries. We used to sing the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. It was James Weldon Johnson. This is when we were in slavery. You know, I, I'm right now, I'm, I'm 77 years old. I'm 77 years old. 77, seven months, and tomorrow, I'll be seven days, 77, seven. But I've never known God to fail me. Been through some hard stuff, but he never left me. James Weldon Johnson picked up the words that lift every voice and sing till heaven and earth shall ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise high as the listing skies. Let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past have taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the presence have brought us. Facing the rising sun of our new day begun. Let us march on 
the victory is won. And uh, the one of the reason why our black brothers and sisters knew God so much was because we didn't have anything to depend on yes. but, God. but God. I can remember as a child, kerosene for using kerosene oil and getting poke salad for sickness, taking an onion and wrapping it around your heel to get out fever. I can remember that in my time. But one thing we did have in every home, a prayer was going on. Yes, yes, yes. We would pray before we leave home. We would pray because we know God was all we had. Amen. And now we can go to the specialist. We can do this. We can do the other. But I'm afraid that some of us got to the place now. We know luxury. We know words. We know phonics. We, we might know algebra. We might know geometry. But I tell you, I fear sometimes we have forgotten to know the God of the universe. Oh, God, help us. But James Weldon Johnson put in these words in the stone of the road we trod, fitted the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat have not our weary feet come to the place for which our fathers sighed. Then he said, we have come to a way that with tears have been watered. We have come treading our feet through the blood of the slaughtered. Out from the gloomy past till now we stand at last where the right gleam of our bright star has cast. And then he said, God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, that who have brought us thus far on our way. Thou who would by thy might led us unto the light. Keep us forever in the path we pray. Then he said this, keep us in the path. Lest our feet stray from the place, our God, where we met be. Lest our hearts drunk with the wine of this world, we forget thee. But shattered beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God, true to our native land. Some of you out there now is on a journey. And I know you were expecting things to get better and look like things have gotten worse. But God is trying to get you to know who he is. He said, after you've suffered a while, I'll sell you. I will make you perfect after that you've suffered a while. This virus that is raging in our country today is only, I'm not saying God orchestrated, but God is using it. But he's letting us know, I don't care who you think you are and what doctor you go to and how much money you got. There was a time when we didn't have houses. We used to live in huts, but we knew God. We didn't have Mikey's and Jordan's and all of the fancy pocketbooks, but we had God. We didn't only have money in the bank. We only lived from day to day. But we followed the Lord's prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. There was a time when we were thankful in our hearts. God was taking us on a journey. Some of you on that journey right now, 
But let me tell you, God will bring you out. He loves you too much to leave you in trouble. That's why he said through Isaiah, say ye to the righteous, it shall be well. When everything else has gone wrong, he's as sad to the righteous, it shall be well. The Bible says we're going to be doing some stuff. Don't be alarmed. Don't let the devil make your coward down because you are afraid. It's all right to be afraid as long as you don't let fear paralyze you. Lord, awaken me this morning. Matter of fact, I don't think I had even been to sleep. But he talked to me about Jesus. I believe it's the fifth chapter of the book of Hebrews, around the seventh verse. He talks about how Jesus with strong tears cried out to the Father that he might deliver him from death. And the Bible said God heard him in that he feared. So he let Jesus feared. And I had never noticed that in the Bible, but he was just talking to me. He said, even Jesus went on a journey. And he said he feared. He feared. If you're doing anything that you don't have no fear, it ain't worth doing. <laughs> it ain't worth doing. Fear comes with it. Why? Because the fear makes you trust God. It is only when you're fearful that you cling to him. I was thinking about Jehoshaphat when he went out there with Israel. And the whole valley was filled with people. Jehoshaphat said, Lord, we have no power against this army. And some of you got some bills in your house. You got to say, Lord, we don't have the money in the bank to cover. <laughs> but if he delivered Jehoshaphat, he will deliver you. And what God said, you need not fight in this wall. Send Judah. What you talking about? Send out the praise. I dare you to start praising God because in the midst of your praising him, the fears will go because the trust will arise within your heart and you'll see God doing great and mighty things for you. Fear not. God is with you. You are about to know God because you're going through some suffering now. But God is going to bring you out. Can you praise God for the suffering, amen, that you're going through right now? You are on a journey now to know him and to trust him. I hope that you've gotten something out of this word today. I wrestled with this in my heart. and God this was, was just ministering to me about this. Amen. It's not when you think hey, the sun is going to come out. Sometime is in the midnight hour. But David said, weeping may endure for the night, but joy is going to come in the morning. And if you're doing something now and you're afraid, you are among good company. Amen. Something great, something that you can't handle.
God is about to do it. Some of you are going to get homes right in the midst of this famine. Some of you are going to get better jobs and raises. We have already had some reports coming in of people getting homes and getting raises in the midst of this epidemic that we are going through. COVID-19 have nothing on God. Jesus, number one, can take it all away and he's able to bless. I want to say it to you, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, would you consider giving your life to him right now? Look, my friend, if you had $12 billion, you can only live here for so many years and you got to leave it all. Compared to eternity, this is a very short period of time. But if you can just give your heart and mind to Jesus Christ, you can enjoy life here. And when this life is over, he'll take you home to live with him. Weeping might endure for the night. But he said, after you've suffered a while, I'll sell you. I'll make you perfect. If you don't know Jesus Christ right now, he's able to save you. He's able to deliver you. He's able to set you free.